episode number 59, Are You at Risk for Choosing a Narcissist? We're getting right to it in three, two, one. Welcome to the Heal Your Burnout podcast, where us hustlers come together to have solution-focused conversations weekly. My name is Amber Connolly, a former burnt-out clinician and academic turned transformative coach. If you are a productive patty, miss I can do it all, or if you are ready to ditch the exhaustion, you have come to the right place. Each week I'll be providing you with wellness tips and trainings, inspiring you to look within, replace habits that are keeping you stuck, and offering insights to help you maintain your brilliance. If you are craving clarity, self-care, support, and mindset hacks, look no further. This is where your energy can be reignited and your hope can be restored. Welcome back to the show. Today, I want to talk about what puts you at risk for entering a relationship with a narcissist. Because I think for me, the hardest part in my healing has been giving myself the compassion (laughs) to, to definitely heal, but also to come to terms with the fact that this happened, this doesn't define me, and it is okay. And the better that I and you too understand what puts you vulnerable to a narcissist or what puts you at risk, then the better choices you can make moving forward. So it's all about, I know I say this almost in every episode, it's important to understand the red flags and understand yourself enough to know what are your own personal risk factors. So then you can make more informed choices in the future about the different relationships you choose to get into. So the three things that put you at risk, one is being an empath, two is being positive, and three is childhood vulnerabilities. And all being an empath means would be someone who takes empathetic or being empathetic takes it up a notch. So I think being empathetic is a very beautiful thing. And I think we all could agree on that. Having that capability of being able to see something from someone else's perspective and actually feel for them is such a beautiful gift and is most definitely a strength. Now, when we talk about being an empath, it's so deep, so deeply rooted that you're willing to give so much of yourself that you actually choose to neglect yourself over feeling and helping someone else. And not being able to see the red flags because you feel so badly for that person. So you might meet the narcissist and most narcissists are very charismatic or they tell you a sob story that sucks you in. An empath will hear that story and their heart will will ache and will think, oh, well, I could help them or I feel so bad for them. I need to be there for them. I need to do for them. I need to give them the love, attention and all the other things. The world has so wronged them. And when the red flags come up, an empath is able to rationalize the red flags and is able to stay through them because of how strongly those feelings are. And those feelings really are at a detriment to the empath's health. And later on in the series, I'm going to have an episode about 
the emotional, mental, and physical damage that a narcissistic relationship can have on the overall human being. And it is wild. There needs to be an entire episode on it. That's how much damage could be caused. And when an an empath truly gives of themselves, mind, body, soul, to a dead-end situation, to a situation where the person is never going to stop those patterns, is never going to be able to love, concern, or validate anything, but the empath is going to show up and do it every time. And often the driving force behind an empath doing that is that feeling of never feeling like enough. Oh, if only I keep doing it, eventually my care, my concern, my love will be enough. Now, a lot of these these things go hand in hand, and a lot of empaths also share characteristic number two, which is positivity. Positivity is, is having the ability to look at something else from a more enabling perspective, from a more positive perspective. And instead of seeing the glass half empty, seeing the glass full. So when the narcissist shows up in all of their imperfectious glory, when the narcissist invalidates, when the narcissist does X, Y, Z, breadcrumbing, baiting, manipulation, invalidation, all of the things for power and control in the relationship, a person with a positive attitude will make excuses for it. Oh, well, you know, they're going through a hard time. If I stick by their side, we could see this through. Or I'm working for this boss and sure, they're difficult, but if I just grin and bear it, I know they'll give me the promotion because hard work pays off. And it's almost putting on the rose-colored glasses and taking normal positivity and taking it to the extreme. So being positive typically is, is good. It's good for your mind, body, and soul. But in the sense of narcissistic relationship, it's delusional. It's choosing to stay positive in an unrealistic fashion because what we know to be true about narcissists is they do not change. At their core, narcissists lack empathy. Empathy, sure, it can be learned, like performative empathy, like forced empathy. Dr. Romney talks about how a therapist can teach a person empathy, but it's never authentic. It's never true. So when you see a narcissist patterns, there's no throwing positive fairy dust on it. It's never going to go away. And no amount of positive thinking could ever change it. And positive people and empaths, what they have in common is rationalizing the red flags and rationalizing the excuses and choosing to stay. To choosing to grin and bear it because even though the relationship is unreciprocal, thinking that if I stay and try, I on my own can make it enough. Whether it's through love, whether it's through positive thinking, whether it's through empathy. Last but not least, we have childhood vulnerabilities. And we talked about this a little bit in the, the trauma bond episode. And remember, our mind craves familiarity. And we've talked about this time and time again on this podcast. When something feels familiar, it pulls you in. And something my friend Keisha taught me is we're pulled to our familial ties. And family has the word familiar in it, fam. Familiar pulls you in. And when your family dynamic was unhealthy growing up or when you had a situation in your childhood that was unhealthy growing up, 
Or if you had some sort of trauma, which hello, trauma is universal, we've all had it. Certain traumatic events put you as a, a, a prime candidate for narcissistic abuse because it feels familiar. It might not feel good, but it feels like something you know. It's like singing a song that you know the words to, but you hate the song, but it feels good because you know the words, but you really hate the song. And the song is actually hurting you, and all that you've ever known was doing things that make you feel bad about yourself because you always feel like you're not good enough, so you're constantly sabotaging yourself, but you keep doing it anyways because it feels familiar. That's what the childhood vulnerabilities are. So I've said it before, and I've said it again. Knowing your story is so important. And look at all three of these things. Are you an empath? Are you positive? Have you had childhood trauma? And know what your risk factors are. Because that's even just knowing is going to help you identify the red flags. Because when you yourself can't see them, you could elicit your support system. You could default to a more objective opinion to help you see the red flags clearer. So do the deep dive. Ask yourself, am I at risk? Am I an empath? Am I positive? Do I have childhood vulnerabilities? And really get to know your story well and get to know what is familiar for you. Now, you know I've, I've said this before and you know I'm going to say it again. I love Dr. Romney. Dr. Romney is incredible. Check out her YouTube videos. A lot of my information comes from there and from her book called Don't You Know Who I Am, which is an incredible read all about narcissism. And I think that we are all so privileged to live in a world that Dr. Romney exists because she is doing such life-changing work on educating on what narcissism is and bringing it to the forefront and doing it with gusto and doing it in a fierce manner. So shout out to Dr. Romney. I think that the world is truly waking up to to narcissism and what it is. And the better you could identify the, the patterns and the better you know yourself, then the better you could be set up to move forward and establish healthier relationships moving forward. That being said, I will catch you in the next episode. In the next episode, we are going to talk about the mind, body, and soul damage that is caused by a narcissistic relationship. I will catch you in the next episode. Hey friend, before you leave, please head on over to iTunes Podcast and search for Heal Your Burnout. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, give us a five-star review, and help us spread the word about our show. I would love to connect with you on social media. My Instagram handle is at Amber underscore Connelly underscore. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and light. And I can't wait to keep moving forward with you.